Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Hey everyone, in this episode, I have a special guest, Stephanie Strange, who is a psychic medium and paranormal investigator who has amassed over 700,000 followers on TikTok and is a host of Something Scary and has been involved with the likes of BuzzFeed Unsolved, The Travel Channel, and Mystery Decoded. Stephanie also hosts a psychic development circle with her husband, Carl, in the Antelope Valley. Now, I had the pleasure of getting to know her over these last few months, prompted by a repost of one of my Instagram reels about the hauntings of Sand Canyon Road, which I'll talk about in another episode. So, Stephanie has been one of my most genuine friends in the horror community. And I had the pleasure of getting to meet her at the first ever Parapod Festival held in Santa Clarita, California back in April this year. The Parapod Festival was an amazing experience where I got to sit in on the panels and presentations of paranormal experts like Stephanie Strange, of course, uh, Heart Start Pounding, Jennifer Kamadi, Hollywood Paranormal, LA Not So Confidential. I can go on and on. And Stephanie's enthusiasm about the paranormal world made me want to bring her on to talk about her experience that weekend at the Parapod Festival, where they got the tour Mintryville, and she did a late night tour, right in the dead of the night. So, as a quick backstory before I go into Stephanie's experience, just in case you didn't get to hear Season 8 Episode 2, featuring Evan Decker. Mitchellville is essentially a ghost town in Santa Clarita, California that holds historical significance as the state's first successful oil well. Its prosperity declined in the 1920s, leading to the departure of residents by the 1930s. So of course, yes, it became a ghost town and the town has been reputed to be haunted, particularly by Charles Alexander Mintry, its founder, and witnesses claim to have seen Mintry's ghost wandering around his former estate, the Pico Cottage House, aka the Big House, and the surrounding area. Now, visitors would report strange noises, cold spots, and sightings of a ghostly figure in period attire. Now, near the old schoolhouse, a ghostly presence of a young girl in a white dress has been observed. And some visitors at the property would report the feeling of being watched or followed while exploring the site. Now, jumping back to Stephanie's experience, here is what she had to say about that day. Yeah, so on Friday, the first kickoff for Parapod, they allowed a lot of people to go to Mentryville and so there was a bunch of different groups so they had the i think it's like the little school that little schoolhouse and then they had the main house and then they had the barn which i unfortunately didn't go to the barn 
but no. they closed it by that point. I did like the very late, late, um, like showing. <laughs> I think Patty uh, Negri, it, Negri, right? It's her, I always mess up her name. I feel so Patty, bad. Patty Negri, Negri, is it Negri? Negri. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Patty. <laughs> um, but she was there, so she was at the main house, and she was okay. she is such a sweetheart. So we went to the school. First, we stopped to the school uh, house because I think, like, with even though we were in groups, we still started in, in like a rotation almost. And um, we were in the schoolyard and or the schoolhouse, and it was me and my husband. We're both intuitive. We're both very sensitive. And I immediately when we walked there, it felt like it was kind of hard to discern some things just because there's so many people in that small little like schoolyard the house was cool though because it has like two levels and there's different rooms in each one there's also the kitchen and then there's also like the porch it's a lot bigger space but in the in the schoolhouse it was a very small space and i remember one of the guys there he brought like something that seems like an ovulus and i don't know what it's called i know i have one it's called a polter script so when I went to Ventryville, it was kind of cool seeing how that setup was like because there's a there's a parking lot there, there's like these buildings there. It's really small, literally. It just feels like you're walking up to a property rather than like an actual town. So I think that's where it is kind of like a little bit confusing. I'm not gonna lie, but we started with the schoolyard. The schoolyard was really crowded so I don't feel like I felt much like yeah I could feel like residual energy of like children there of course like I could feel like the livelihood of that um so for me as an intuitive person one of my things that I get when I send spirits there is the tapping on my knee so it's like little children touching my knee I feel like that happens a lot there's another place not far from Mintryville. It's a new hall, a Santa Clarita, and it's D Mystic Dylan's shop. And we've done the psychic circles there. We've done all kinds of stuff. But we've all concluded that there is a spirit of a child there. <laughs> and same thing with the knee, the tapping. So anyway, so going back to the Mintryville, we went to the big house. And prior to that, we ran into two people. So one of them was a guest for one of the panels at Parapod and his friend seemed very intuitive, very open. He was really cool. And he was telling us like, yeah, you know, like I don't like the man in the house, like in that big house. So he was already kind of telling us what to expect a little bit. But of course, like I took that with a little bit of grain of salt because I still want to experience things. So when I went to the house, um, immediately like the lights flickered on me. Interestingly, as discussed in my last episode, Season 8, Episode 2, in a period barn across from the Pico Cottage House, which is the big house that Stephanie is referring to, paranormal investigator Kimberly Demery sensed that she was entering a man space, and he seemed to be trying to tell her that she, as a female, wasn't welcome there. This male spirit seems to have a very strong disliking to women, and with Stephanie's experience, she experienced a similar vibe in the main house itself. It's unclear whether this spirit may be Mentry himself, but whatever it is, he doesn't take a very big liking to women paranormal investigators. We went to the main house and immediately like, and I have like a snippet of that on my, on my Instagram and TikTok, but basically we walked in i'm like whoa did the lights just flicker and immediately i felt like pain on my temple and in the poultry script and this is again on my my instagram 
there's the the um script said revolver and prop and i don't know if it was trying to tell me something whether there was like that they thought it was like a prop or that they were using a gun prop and then something bad happened no idea but that's what i felt and my husband felt it too like he felt very uncomfortable and we went in the little pantry area and I did not like the pantry area and this will all come to play because I started talking to other people after this so we'll get to that but just want to highlight my first impression. So then we're walking around the house and I see Patty she's downstairs she's talking to a couple people and she actually calls a group of them into a room and she has these dowsing rods. So she had these really cool like glow in the dark dowsing rods and she's like asking questions and Carl had the poultry script on and we place it on the floor and it's just like going off like it's being very hey. active now before we went on I had to ask Stephanie what is a poultry script I've never heard of this thing before oh I will say this like I feel like ghost hunters has half they got to sponsor me because I keep telling so many people about this and it's been on <laughs> the it's been on the CW it's been on BuzzFeed unsolved it's literally been on everything at this point and they gotta they gotta hook me up with it um i even met like one of their really good friends at tombstone but so this is a poultry script is what it looks like and it's basically a device where it um feeds off of the electric magnetic fields kind of like the spirit it's like the idea of like a spirit box where it's gathering all this energy around you and it's basically generating words so the idea is that if a spirit wants to talk to you it's sending you like i say text messages to you and i got this off ghost hunters equipment i think.com but it's from the ghost hunters team i i believe and um so yeah this is what i got it from and you know it's funny because i was kind of skeptical about this i'm actually skeptical with a lot of equipment believe it or not just as a as a psychic medium myself like i feel like i get a lot more better results through my intuition than i do with equipment so I've been kind of going through that journey myself. But now that I've been through so many, like I've been on a, a haunted World War II ship, Mintryville, even Tombstone and different spots, I do notice the theme change with this in certain spaces. So it's, that's kind of cool. Um, mm -hmm. So anyway, I brought that with me and it said, like on the screen, it said prop, revolver. And I'm like, what? That's oh, so weird. So that popped yeah. up as soon as you walked into the Pico Cottage House. Yeah, yeah. Prop and, and revolver. Yeah, and I felt like like the sharp pain on the side of my, my head. Now, I'm not saying that like someone died in the house, but you know, the story of Mentryville goes a lot of places were not restored and, and houses were torn down and all this stuff, so um we don't know what's there, you know, like we don't know if it's maybe a spirit since they're seeing that there's a lot of people congregating towards the Pico house or the the schoolhouse that they're probably like, hey, notice me, you know, like that could also happen. I think it is so interesting how electronics are used to communicate with spirits. I mean, people can do it on their phones now. Just everyday people, you could just download an app and just let it listen and it might produce some words. Now, if you can't afford the Polterscript device, which is $3.99 on ghosthuntersequipment.com, you may be okay with just using your cell phone, especially if you are a beginner investigator. Now, I've had my first experience last night, very recent. 
I had went to the Heritage Square Museum, which I can take a deeper dive in through another episode. And I kid you not, I had met Spooky Foodie there and we went on a tour in one of the houses. And she was using an app on her phone to gather communication from any spirit that may be lurking in the house. And the first word that came up on her phone was disrespect. And then the second word was gun. I'm not sure why these words came up, but I wonder if disrespect came up when someone may have touched something in the house that the spirit was unfavorable of. I've never personally downloaded an app on my phone, and to be honest, I may be a bit too terrified to even try it in my own home, but it does seem to produce some interesting results. And if you heard my Scarecast radio episode featuring Julio Garibay, we talk about the ghost app on the phone. Now, I do want to, you know, have an episode where I kind of look more into these ghost apps and, you know, see what they exactly uncover. Because it's kind of terrifying to realize that maybe even a toddler or, you know, a young kid can just download the app and start messing with it. I mean... I don't even know if these apps have restrictions where, you know, 18 plus, your parents got to, you know, say yes to it or whatever. I'm not sure how that all goes, but who knows what these apps can uncover or, you know, does it open a portal or is it really safe to use? Is it kind of a similar medium to an Ouija board? I'm not really entirely sure, but um, I do want to look more into that. But um, just thinking you know what comes next with the advancement of technology like i wonder what is next for all these paranormal devices what can we uncover that we didn't know about before so anyway as we we join patty negri or negri i'm so sorry patty i always say i why do i want to it's because i know somebody with the same similar last name that's why i keep messing it up but as we join her, we're in the room. She's using the dowsing rods. We have, the again, the poultry script. We have another device in there, too. And we basically got two men in that room. And it was it seemed like a love triangle. Like, this guy... Well, first, it started off with someone saying to go to the graveyard nearby. And something about the crawl space, which we were, like, so confused about. Like, what do you want us to do? We can't go down there this huh. late at night, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but something about the crawl space and then like if you're in the house you can see the vents and you can see down in the crawl space it's kind of gnarly so i do recall that now the second thing is that there was this guy talking about like his mistress and it, it kind of became like a really hot mess like you know like a soap opera type of storyline and yeah. that was that yeah, and I think, like, at one point, Patty, like, asked, is, are you on the chair? Because there was, like, a rocking chair. And it pointed towards the chair, which is so cool. Uh, it was so dark, though, we didn't get footage of that. But... What what exactly pointed to the chair? The dowsing rods. They, like, they're, oh. like, the... Yeah, you, you've seen the dowsing rods. They, like... How does that work like, exactly? When I think of that, and most people don't know this, is that dowsing rods alongside tarot cards, Ouija board pendulums these are all divination tools it's basically seeking answers um through the unknown right or that's kind of like one formal meaning to it but in a way you're using your intuition 
like you're channeling your intuition to seek answers, right? That's one way to look at it. Some people think that you're using these divination tools as talking to spirit um, without distractions to get answers. So that's also another thing. But I still believe that you still use a little bit of your own higher divine to speak to spirits with the divination tools. Um, Okay. Yeah. So that's one way. Um, But anyway, so she was using that and like they used to use the dowsing rods, I believe, to find water too. It was like a way to locate water. People would use that. So that's also really cool as well. No, like this was like a non like spiritualist or anything like that. It was just like a tool that people would use to find water, which is so wild because like looking back on it now and how it's used, I'm like, no, I feel like they did use their their intuition. (laughs) They've had to, I don't know. Um, But so she had that and it's like, you know, they both point towards the chair and it was really cool. Again, the polter script was really like helping navigate what Patty was asking and what she was picking up. And it was really cool. It was a really cool experience, like seeing that in action. Mm Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Um, so then after that, you know, they were closing down. We went to the barn and, um, they was closed. So we went back to the house again and I'm like, well, before they close, now that people are leaving, we're going to go upstairs and I'm going to do a tarot card spread. So I did a tarot card spread and I picked up on the woman. So on the polter script prior to leaving, prior to going upstairs, we picked up on the name Hannah and either Anna or Hannah. And when we went upstairs, I did a tarot card and it talked about this woman feeling like she was forced into this marriage and she was really young and she felt like she was trying to find a foundation, but it's almost like she felt stuck there. And that was interesting. But prior to the tarot card, I felt the angerness of this man up there and the polter script called me a wench. Like in the polter script, the word wench came up. Like I was being called a wench. wench. <laughs> yeah, like wench, like you are a wench, like W-E-N-C-H. <laughs> I've never heard um, of that word. What does that mean? Wench, it's just like <laughs> yeah. a way to, I mean, it's it's kind of like a derogatory, well, not derogatory, but it's wench. like, I would say depending on like the era, like it's, pretty bad you know like says a prostitute like kind of like a yeah. hoe or yeah okay. the same like derogatory <laughs> like depending on how you what era you are asking um it's oh. not nice <laughs> um but yeah he called me that and but you also gotta think about this right like if you're yeah. channeling spirits from different time periods how we dress too is especially women how we dress in particular is probably not very ladylike right um, yep. so that's probably what it was. Also, you know, nowadays with women having a lot more lead and a little bit more room to be like more an authority figure, it's just also probably frowned upon. Cause like I was directing my husband on where to, what to do with things. And 
the freaking poultry script was like wench like not nice to me at all and then it said silence like say shut up so it did change yeah from going downstairs to like prop revolver to like wench silence like to me i was like wow okay there's an angry spirit up here and um he did not like me at all i felt like i was gonna get pushed down the stairs the stairs are kind of creepy too though i was gonna say like when you deal with an angry spirit like that is there a different way you approach the investigation um yeah so i the way I do it, and I always use protection before I go into any space, like me and my husband, we always do like a meditation. We always say thank you. And we do like this thing with our hands, like we're washing away that connection between us and the spirit and we're sending them back to where they need to be. Um, But when somebody, when a spirit gets mad at you, you just gotta like, for me personally, I just kind of like envision like a wall between me and the spirit. Like here's my bubble with light and protection for my ancestors and my guides and then that's you and then I start to channel the spirit that's being nicer and trying to talk to me so that way like once we build that relationship that whoever is there trying to get attention it just goes away (laughs) it's like opening a door Mm -hmm. if that makes sense Um, and that's what I was doing I was trying to talk to this poor girl but that's kind of like how I navigate through it I also of course do I, I do things with my devices too like I you know, salt with tarot, uh, casqueria, eggshell with my equipment. So little things like that that I do as well. Um, just got to do those things. I also carry around my ancestral, like, cemetery dirt. But, of course, like, it's like a- with, with like, permission and everything, too. It's not like, don't, don't go out there and do it. Like, you can get arrested or <laughs> stuff like that. Don't do that. <laughs> So it's like um, the dirt from where, like your your ancestries, or like where they're buried. In particular, Is my that grandfather. Like a protection? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. Okay. What made you do your grandfather? Um, because that's like the closest, like somebody who is my ancestor, someone I could have gotten permission from, and all of that, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's for me what I do. But I always tell people like, don't go out and do that. It's kind of illegal. Like you have to get permission. So don't. <laughs> for us, for all entertainment purposes, you guys, we're not telling you to do this. Okay. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's, that's one way. Um, I read this book called the witch's guide to ghost hunting and there's so many good tips in there as well that I resonate with. So there's that. Um, Mm. if you do feel like you're being attacked though, my other recommendation is, um, music. Music is my go-to when I feel so uncomfortable when I feel so sick. Um, like I was listening to like K-pop when I went to one of the most like a really haunted house and it felt so uncomfortable in between places like moments i would have my headphones in like k-pop <laughs> so oh so you, you would listen to the music you won't play it out loud Mm-mm. you can have it in your headphones yeah mm-hmm. do you think that makes like a big difference like when you start doing that like you feel like is it just a comfort thing just to make you feel more comfortable or do you think like the spirits they just don't fuck with that music and it kind of shoes them away a little bit I think there's a little bit of different things going on. Like, actually, traditionally speaking, they, like, I just uh, was interviewed by these two Navajo paranormal investigators, and one of them is so in touch with, like, old teachings, and he was really impressed that I did that method because that was one way to combat things, right? And 
for me, like the way I see it and what I was told is when you raise your vibrations, because they feed off fear. So if you're listening to fun music and you're getting in your groove and you feel empowered, because music can shift your emotions and your moods. So if you're shifting that and you're not getting scared and you're just having a good time, lower entities are not going to mess with you, you know, because your vibrations are higher. Also, your mindset is higher, you know? So that's one way to look at it. Because if you're in a space and you're scared, lower entities lower entities or demons are feeding off that and you know what i mean it just kind of fall into that trap you know um so there's a couple different things with that but anyway so there's there's that and but yeah it was just really interesting how like that spirit didn't like me and i was talking to hannah and i got all this information and i mean i try to look it up it's really hard to find information because again there's so many things that have been lost with Mintryville. Like we do know it's been standing there, but we don't know everything there. So that's really like just one thing too. Kimberly Demery. So I was like reading like an article online and she was a part of the Paranormal Housewives. And she said something about like, uh, as soon as she went to the Pico Cottage House, it was like, a she just sensed that she was, it says entering a man's space. It says he seemed to be trying to tell her that she as a female wasn't welcome there. Oh, my God. So she said she heard movement, felt a push down on her head as she was climbing up the stairs to the second story of the barn. So it's like she was she was experiencing some stuff. I was going to do an interview with her. So I think it's, it's crazy. Very similar you to what I. Yeah. Sorry. There's just some malevolent male spirit that just doesn't fuck with women. Yeah. So that's like, so interesting I'm glad that you brought that up because I was like I hope I'm not like it sounds like I'm making all this woohoo thing because it's like I experienced it and when you get confirmation it just feels so, like a relief like oh my god I'm mm-hmm. not the only one um, yeah like in this because I think like now that me and my husband have been going to a couple of different locations that's another thing too like if I know a spirit just absolutely hates me and does not want me talking my husband and I will switch because he's mm-hmm. like a white male they're going to be more yeah. receptive to him you know so and that's hap- that's happened in the past where it was like a total switch up of like response when he took over oh yeah i mean this last place we went to in tombstone arizona so it's actually the video with he's he's wearing like the blindfold it's like okay. if i would have done that no way like we felt the switch mm. up so uh, it's like even like the Navajo brothers I'll send you their info because they're so cool they're like the coolest okay. people um, they told me that when they went to Tombstone because you know the history there they don't like indigenous people so they had to like channel ancestral spirits to talk to them like using their mm-hmm. their their language so yeah it does happen <laughs> yeah <laughs> Because, like, spirits are like us without the meat suit. Like, a lot of the times they are. And I think people think that they're like, oh, no, like, they're going to possess me. Like, well, that's that's probably something different at that point. And possession is really rare because most of the time, like, what 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 is so interesting about your life that they want to possess you, you know? So, like, but, I mean, that's another thing, too, because I think we talked about this where it's like there is that. And then there's also offerings that people do for possessions without knowing it, too. And I thought that can get a whole, you know, whole mess with that. But... <laughs> Um, but you said you said offerings. Talk- I'm sorry. Yeah, like so. There's this. There's somebody I follow, and she did, she explained it so well. And 
I'll send you her thing too. She's so cool. She's here in Burbank and she is she does she does like witchcraft and she does like classes for it and she's talked about like the misconceptions of possessions and all this stuff and like she was going on this whole thing of like when and there's actually two people I follow and they did a really good job at explaining them and one of them talked about how like it does happen but not in a way that we think like not the way Hollywood puts it out there you know like the original exorcism you're just puking out and floating in the air <laughs> like that it doesn't happen like that but it not to say that it can't happen I mean it, it can right I just think it's less common than people think it is not to say that it can't happen you know um but one of them was explaining that like if you are somebody that is diving into things like a lot of drugs and orgies and things that mo- most people wouldn't do yeah. Then prop and you're calling on to something, or you're you're feeding off a certain feeling that most people wouldn't experience doing certain things like that. Then yeah, they'll be attracted to that, you know. But it just depends. Yeah, I'll have to send you a thing. It's really fascinating yeah, though. Absolutely. Not to say that it can't happen because I know it can. <laughs> well, that will be it for this episode. Huge shout out to Stephanie Strange. Make sure you all go follow her on Instagram and TikTok at stephanie underscore strange there will be a part two coming in the near future that will cover the rest of our interview if you have any scary stories you want to share over an interview please don't hesitate to reach out to me through email at michael at the scarecast.com or on instagram at the scarecast i have a lot more content coming for you guys and i hope you all enjoyed this episode As always, please take care, and until next time. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 